1: Bing bong, bing bong, bing ba, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, bing. Says you. (laughs) Says me. Do you know what I do say all the time? What do you say all the time? You stink. What?
0: (laughs) It's rude. It's a rude thing to say. I
1: also say I can't find my glasses. I have a rant before we get started. This is suggestable podcast, a podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. My name is Claire Tonti. James Clement is there also. We are married. James Clement show the Weekly Planet came fourth in the listeners' choice, and he is mad about it. I'm mad
0: about it, Claire. I'm not <laughs> mad at listeners. You should have tried harder. should have tried year, harder. next year, depending on where my level of energy is at. Yes. I'm gonna fucking steamroll this thing.
1: You said that last year. I know,
0: but this time I'm and gonna do it. And then this time, real. when I
1: suggested we do it, you were like, oh, "I don't really want to." I was just do it. like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Like,
0: yeah. Thank you for voting. And by the way, thank you for voting. Fourth is amazing. It's um,
1: actually amazing. Yeah. If so, you're someone out there, because we didn't put suggestible up either, because we were like, "Let's do the Weekly Planet this year," and Thank you so much to everyone. Like it is amazing to me how many people in the Australian media landscape see your podcast even fourth and is like because it's with like these big radio personalities and like actual celebrities. I know.
0: (laughs) And my point is Australian (laughs) celebrities. No, but
1: even on my Instagram, people are like what?
0: Yeah. (laughs) So what I'm going to do next? No one here
1: knows anything about for real.
0: Um, if I can be bothered, depending on where I'm at, yep. levels of energy, I'm going to put it in every fucking YouTube video. I'm going to fucking flood the internet with it <laughs> and I'm going to win and I'm not going to go. And then people will just be like, what is this?
1: <laughs> I'm going to go because I don't know why you have such a bone to pick with the, the podcast industry. I just... They're all just trying their best. They put on an event and everyone got to dress up and go and you're such a poo-poo about it that I didn't even end up going. I mean, also, it's no. You didn't
0: go because it was in Sydney. I also didn't want to get COVID
1: because COVID's around again. Not to bring the mood down, but it's it's loomed around our particular neck of the woods again, and people are pretending it's not happening. But then everyone seems to be getting it. Everyone's getting it, but no one's wearing masks. It's like really strange to me, and so I'm really nervous about going into big public spaces when I don't have to, especially because I'm making a music video. Oh my god, Claire! And
0: are you are you ready to do your dance routine? (laughs) we got a Jennifer, actually, I was going to say Jennifer Lawrence. No, Jennifer, I'm going to be say it. All the single ladies?
1: All the single ladies. You are you are correct. And actually, I know you're making fun of me, but I am a cracking dancer.
0: You're a better dancer than, say, you, the other person in this room.
1: You, only, you dance only with your shoulders.
0: That's all you need, baby. You have no
1: rhythm in your hips. I've
0: got plenty of rhythm <laughs> in my hips. So I just save it up for special occasions.
1: I'm yet to see it. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm waiting for the special well, occasion. Well, it's not for
0: you, Claire. <laughs> anyway, let's recommend some things. I'm
1: joking, everyone. Good luck
0: on your – no, she's not. Good luck on your musical quest this week, Claire. Oh, thank I'm very you. excited to see how it turns out. i on a musical
1: out. quest. Who yeah. knows? I will say just – I'm not going to say anything else about the video clip because it is for the single I'm releasing in December. But I am making – and I said this to the director and then immediately it was like I'm the lamest person alive. I said I want Melbourne to be a character. Oh, <laughs> That's
0: my least <laughs> favorite thing that people say about movies. They're like, New York's like a character in this movie. Fuck you, not you specifically, but just anybody who says that. So I guess but that I means you. Love but he's like, New like a character. New Orleans is like a character in itself. This down in Belfast,
1: it's like a character. But I shut but, up. Okay, so I am well aware of how corny that is, except. They're bloody in love when they make a place, the character. I hope they. Oh, that's but I... it's not a character. It's a setting, Claire. It's a setting. All right. Well, anyway, you know what I mean, though. It's a f- turn of phrase. It's I want to get. Places. I want to give it a real Melbourne flavour. Mm, that's slightly better. I don't like the <laughs> Okay, it, I will say this. though. I really love it. That's why I really liked Bad Sisters because I loved the scenery, the Irish scenery. It was just stunning, mm. A right? lot of people
0: said that Ireland was the fifth sister. How many sisters were in the <laughs> there? There were five. The so six sister. Band. I think there were five. No, there were five. Star.
1: Anyway, yes, correct. I don't I mean Dairy Girls, like where that's set, the location's amazing. Where is it set? Um in Derry? I guess it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't seen it, but that sounds right.
1: God damn it. Uh, and also Sex in the City, I love the fact that it like celebrates New York. And one of my favorite Australian TV shows, Offspring, does a really good job of that of giving a real vibe of Melbourne. Love vibes. in the show. And so that is what I'm trying to create in the video clip. And I'm nervous that the 20-somethings that are making it with me are like, we've got this really lame woman that's coming along on Thursday. But they're being really nice to me. <laughs> so well, that
0: they would be because they're, you know, they're giving the money. So I guess they have to be. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, we're going to make some cool art. It's going to be fun. What an adventure. What fun an times. adventure. Yeah. Fun times. Well,
0: I hope you don't get overshadowed by our beautiful city of Melbourne, Clare. <laughs>
1: and if I did, she's a grand old dame. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking her politely to not rain. Well, which is a who tough knows? ask. And it's this point, Claire. Who knows? Anyway. do like the weather bloody
0: five minutes. Bloody <laughs> five minutes, you're like of Seriously, different weather.
1: The weather at the moment, it's almost like something's happening globally. Yeah,
0: I've had like friends say to me who don't <laughs> believe in climate change, like what's going on with the weather? It never hails this much. Like, yeah, I don't know. Who fucking knows? Eh? It's a I mystery. Know.
1: It's November and it's like feels like winter here. Who knows?
0: People will always throw in your face if they're anti fucking climate change or whatever, they'll be like, you know, they thought there was going to be an ice age in the 70s or whatever. And it's like, yeah, and then – but the thing with science is it evolves and you learn new things. So, like, yes, people thought many things that are no longer accurate or true, but if you look at all the data, it's all pointing in a certain direction. And it's not global warming so much. It is climate change, Clearly, It is different because it's not just getting hotter. It's just getting fucking wild. And everybody is seeing it, it seems – at the moment, Yes,
1: that is a thousand percent it because it is
0: changing. And if I'm wrong, well, then we just we move to solar. And Someone less, is listening to this. And there's less population and there's less like pollution and shit. So who cares? It's good oh, either way.
1: Do you know what I am envisioning? What if people are listening to this and we've transitioned to like no coal, fire plants and all the things and it's just this like beautiful, quiet, serene future?
0: No one's listening to this then. They'll be like, well, why would I listen to something horrible? It's serene. <laughs> I want to listen to the sound of a bubbling brook.
1: Maybe they need some reprieve from their idyllistic Maybe they life. do.
0: They're like, what was it like when things were bad? Right,
1: exactly. So on that note, what bad thing do you have to share with us? Not bad thing as in thing where bad things happen.
0: Well, great. That's great. I do actually have something for that this week, but you might like it. It's called The Wonder. It's directed by Sebastian Lee, Lee, Leo, Leo Lelio. Leo So uh, it's also written by him as well as Emma Donahue and Alice birch it stars florence Pugh. you might be familiar with claire just killing it by the way at the moment having a real run she's great uh killer lord cassidy tom burke among many others so this is actually based on the 2016 novel by emma donoghue uh and who said that while this story is entirely fictional she was inspired by the fasting girls phenomenon which first appeared in the 16th century and was perhaps most prominent in the Victorian era. And you might be like, what does that mean, Claire? So this is where the story is set. And in a way, the setting for this is one of the main characters because <laughs> it's set in the Irish Midlands in 1862, and the story follows a young girl who stops eating but remains miraculously alive and well, right? English nurse. English Nurse. English nurse. English nerf gun. No, English nurse Lib Wright, played by... Uh, Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. I uh,
1: love saying her name like that. Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. What a cool name! I, I know. To say.
0: She's brought into the tiny village to observe the 11-year-old Anna O'Donnell, played by Killer Lord Cassidy. Uh, Tourist and pilgrims' master witnessed the girl who was said to have survived without food for months. So Florence Pugh's called in. She's a nurse. She's very reputable. And they're like, "Come and look at this girl. She's not. She hasn't been eating. We've been watching her for four months." She hasn't eaten a damn thing. She's just had some, some sips of water every day, and she's fine. This is—is is this a miracle? Like the town elders, a bunch of dudes from the church and whatever, and the mayor, like, is this a miracle? Because we'd love it to be a miracle if it's a miracle. And Florence Pugh's like, "I'll do it. I'll do it on Florence Pugh." And uh, so, it's this kind of exploration of like, is this like a genuine miracle or? is this something maybe that they've invented to you know to raise the profile of this horrible bog community which is seems to have some kind of bog related economy i'm not <laughs> sure about the roys digging up a bog they're like i got to get back to the bog and i should look into this but i'm like what are you doing what is a selling bog selling squares it's like a marsh it's like muddy and
1: yeah but what is it is it a lake that has like got no, too much No it's just dirt, like it's like
0: a soggy turf kind of thing. Maybe it's a rich soil situation. So is
1: it a Is mar- so it's more like a marsh, like yeah, a wetlands? Kinda. Yeah, But a bog feels
0: like it's worse. It's drier than a wetlands, I believe. Alright. It's a bog.
1: A bit, but and also drier than a marsh? Yeah,
0: it's, sorry, yeah, it, it definitely drier than a marsh.
1: Because a marsh is more a wetlands. It's true. <laughs> so a bog?
0: It probably goes bog, marsh, <laughs> wetland. No, it's probably be bog, wetlands, marsh.
1: I am going to throw a spanner in the works and say that it's Wetlands is the umbrella. Okay, and sure. Bog and Marsh live under it.
0: Oh, I like that idea, Claire. Yeah, like I don't, a, yeah. I, don't mind th- you I also in feel
1: a, like Bog is
0: muddier. A mud. Yeah, well, it's a muddy place. Yeah, it's Everyone's, like very clear. You know, it's the like he-
1: a little unimpressive yeah. as well.
0: No, it's, it's impressive. You look at like the hems of their skirts and they just there's all bog, it's all bogs
1: going on. <laughs> and I'm so like, many
0: bogs. God, you know when you look at a place, and I know it's obviously recreated. <laughs> and what's fascinating about this is it opens in a and a, and a, and in a modern-day filming location in, like, a filming shed. What yes. are they called? Whatever they're called. Studio. Studio. <laughs> and there's just a bunch of lighting and rigs set up and whatever, and they turn it around, and then it just pulls into a set. So there's a number of, like, fourth-wall breaks during this to re- remind Aww. you that, like, hey, this is a movie. Hey, this is a story. And that kind of ties into, like, what's going on in the That's thing. That's clever. Like, yeah, I, I like it. At first, I'm like... What is happening? Like, it's just such a strange kind of... Because it's entirely set in this era. It's not like it cuts to the modern day. Then they're like, let's all get an espresso. They don't get a single espresso. They're just not eating one. bog.
1: Do they have any comedians with cars getting coffee? Nobody's
0: doing that. No one's
1: doing that. They're just digging in a bog.
0: There's no two comedians sitting in a car and being like, you can't say anything anymore. And now we're in And they're the White White House. right, Claire. <laughs> they're right. You can't say a goddamn thing. You can say... So say
1: many things. Uh, so I mean, apparently everyone can now. They're on Twitter again. No. All the all the dudes that were off it are yeah, now back on back. it. They're, they're all gone. back.
0: Thank God. Good God. That's what I love about Twitter.
1: Okay, I will anyway. say I've discovered the difference in my head between a bog and a marsh. Correct me if I'm wrong. If someone is a bog expert, okay. I feel a like a bog, bog is kind of a bog. Expert. A bog is gross. A yeah. marsh is a little more romantic.
0: Nah, bogs uh, marshes are gross. You're not falling. I'd rather fall in a bog.
1: What? No, bogs yeah. are way boggier. The mm. word bog is a gross word. The word marsh, it's sort of like it's reminiscent of Marsha from the Ready Bunch and also just like wandering around the moors, you know?
0: I understand that.
1: It's more romantic. Oh, it's more man. weathering heights.
0: I just wrote, um, I, I wrote, make money off a bog. Like what are they doing? <laughs> and, and they're like, do you mean 25 ways to make money from your blog?
1: No. <laughs> Google bog. <laughs> Google bog. I want to see a bog and then I want to see a marsh. This is like the age-old thing that we did the other week where I was like, Google, what's his face, saying baby. Bebe. Bebe. Bebe.
0: Bebes. That's how, in Ireland, bogs are found along mountain slopes of the west coast throughout the Midlands, are the, the Wicklow Mountains and a few small patches around the north. There are several different types of bog found around the world, but in Ireland two types are commonly found are raised bogs oh. and blanket bogs.
1: Oh, mm. two different types. Interesting. All right. What about marshes? That's a different, it's the same. Know. Maybe it's this word say, the same. I don't same know.
0: Way. They probably said it in the movie. All
1: right. This is getting anyway, horribly we're getting boring. are getting bogged down. <laughs> Come on. It's not that funny. You need to settle down, all right? No,
0: that was You massively real... overreacted then. No, it was really You need to good. reel it back in. If you're going to make a cool music video, you can't be doing like this. It It'll really... play it cool. It
1: was really good. That no, was wasn't. Really good. It was so good. It was not it good. It was
0: great. Uh, anyway, so it's about a number of things. It's about guilt. It's about religion. It's about like where you're standing as a woman is in, an, in this era. What is your worth? You know, how do people see you? How do you present yourself? How do you navigate a world where it's just old men with beards being like, I don't like this? you know mm. uh so it's about it's about abuse it's about fanaticism um it's about yeah knowing your own worth it's about escaping you know situations that you that you are trapped in it's about all of these different things uh, which i can't really go into without spoiling it and the point of the movie isn't like isn't so much what's going on i mean because it's you know it is revealed at a point you know w- what's happening you know what i mean is this a miracle or whatever But it's more about, like, the situation that everybody is in and the hopelessness of it and how do you escape something like this, you know? Mm. And if you do escape it, what are the consequences of doing that? Because, Mm. you know, you're in a terrible era where everything's a bog and that's bad news. But, uh, like, it's – it's frustrating and sort of liberating at the same time. You know, it's kind of, it kind of walks this line. It's, it's very low-key, you know. It's, it's kind of high-stakes, kind of low-key. Not high-stakes like there's going to be a, a bog explosion, but just more like I hope these, some of those people are all right, you know, considering the circumstances. But, of course, what, Florence Pugh and uh, Killer Lord Cassidy, fantastic together. A, uh, she plays an 11-year-old girl and Florence Pugh plays, you know, the, the nurse, terrific, amazing, very, very good. Uh, it's on Netflix at the moment, uh, mm. which means it will probably be there for a little bit at the very least unless Disney buys it or something. And it, I think it is having a select run in cinemas. But uh, I think you would like it. I think you should watch it.
1: All right. I actually will watch that because that's right up my alley. Yeah. Definitely. It's not fun
0: though. You're not going to like it. No, no, no. Yeah. But
1: I, I really am interested in those themes because even as you were talking, I felt like really sick to my stomach. And I just have been Because of the
0: bog? Because of the bog. <laughs> because
1: mm. being bogged down in the bog. no. Because for the majority of history, and I think in a lot of places, obviously, not I think, I know in a lot of places for women, that's still a reality that you have these old dudes running everything and that you have to kind of navigate your way around those rules and parameters. And, you know, in America with the legislation that has come through, all of that stuff, I still think it's so present. Absolutely. And... It's really depressing and sometimes terrifying to me to really think about that deeply and infuriating. I was speaking about this with a friend recently just about who we would be and what we would be like if we didn't grow up with the messaging as women that we did. Through mm. Art era, even with yep. the whole like heroin chic is back and all of that. I bullshit. hate heroin chic. I know there's a great meme. Jamila Jamil, who I love, yeah. is is just on a war path about it, and I love her for it. She's had eating disorders and and is just really great in terms of advocating for body positivity. But she talks about how she wasn't there back, you know, when that came around the first time. But she's sure is there now to fuck everything up yes. for the diet industry and i just i just can't get over how damaging the messaging was that i received in the 90s about what my body should look like even yeah. and that's not even an inch of what women are facing globally no.
0: I'm uh. this is sort of related, not really, but I'm watching – I watched Titanic for – and we talked about this because I'm yeah, doing it for a, upcoming It's so good. Movie.
1: Every time I watch it, I'm Great still like, movie. I love, love this it.
0: movie. It might be James Cameron's best movie, which is a crazy thing to say because yeah. he made Terminator and Terminator 2. Wowza, And James. True Lies. Wowza. And The Abyss, which isn't that good, but other movies. <laughs> uh, and there was so much talk at the time of like, man, that Kate Winslet, you know, look how fat she is or whatever. Yeah. And that it's six. just – you're looking at her and it's like the last thing you would think. She's like a very obviously attractive, in shape person. <laughs> like, yeah, it's,
1: it's crazy. crazy. And that's what happened. Like even JLo, Lo, the J Lo documentary. Yeah, the exactly. The amount of press around her booty, and then you watch that and the footage back, and you go, she has like a beautiful figure, but it's just a it's You know, and obviously, and a figure that is unattainable for most women. Absolutely. (laughs) And what is going on about that? Like it's so strange. There was, and if you look at you know the Gwyneth Paltrow's at that time, even the Alan McBeals, those kind of big celebrities who were rail thin, they were so unwell. They had to be so They were yeah and it's
0: like there's girls and starving yourself and Yeah
1: it's just it's so damaging and you kind of get entrenched in that as a kid and what that does to your self esteem as you get older and and there's so much in it about control of our bodies and keeping women small and hungry and quiet and it's just so sad, I think, and I, then I look at my daughter who's this really free spirit yeah, and just the idea that I would put anything like that anywhere near her, you know. Oh, I just want yeah. her to be whoever she becomes. And I, I often think about that, about how many women aren't allowed to flourish fully and yeah. maybe still are existing in that, like, diet bubble. The amount of energy that I think I've moved past it but so many women spend just calorie counting in their head. Particularly of my age group, Absolutely, I wouldn't even yeah. use it as my age like that alone. That brain power that goes to that could be somewhere so much more, um, you know, to change the world. Anyway, I don't know how we got there, but I would find that really fascinating to think about and watch.
0: I uh, I've just done a quick deep dive in why you would dig up a bunch of bog, and <laughs> just and it's just like I finally got to the answer. Yes. But it was like, I got, this was like a Dutch expert. Irish bogs are extraordinary, extraordinarily valuable. I'm like, cool. Why is that? <laughs> and it's like, bogs are associated with, with heavy, uh, we're associated with poverty in Ireland as, and as land they were unusable for anything other than turf cutting. I'm like, Ooh, turf cutting. Why is that? What? I saw that in the movie. What's that? It doesn't say. So I go around to another thing. I'm like, okay, what turf cutting? And then I'm like, Oh, can you still cut turf in Ireland? Yeah, there's new regulations which came in effect at midnight since 2022. Grass? Yeah, it's just like, you know, like, and, and yeah. uh, ban the sale of turf, smoky coal and wet wood in shops and online. People with turf cutting rights will still be able to cut turf, yeah, use their own or as a gift to others. And I'm like, what do you mean? You're giving people like a bit of turf. So I went around a bit more and it turns out that you, it's called, also called peat. Or, and you can use it in, to burn in your home oh. as a source of energy or, or, you know, light or heat or whatever. And, but it also releases carcinogenic vapours, toxic gases and small particles. So uh, burning peat or turf or, or coal in your home can kill you, your family or your neighbours. So it's incredibly destructive to the environment. That's why you shouldn't do it, it turns out. And what they may be doing it for, it was a source of energy essentially.
1: To keep them warm. Yeah, oh, man. I've heard that word, Pete. Yeah, I, like, I never really understood what it was. P-A-T, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What go. a deep dive! I should do a video on well, that. That is fascinating. What a journey you've been on. Mm. Can I now talk about my? I thing? I bet
0: people uh, know that. They're like, we know, idiot. <laughs>
1: this has to be the weirdest episode we've done. We've covered so many things.
0: It's true. It might and be the best maybe episode. Maybe no
1: one's interested at all.
0: Ah people. <laughs> Most <love> likely.
1: It. <laughs> anyway, can I talk about my thing now? I would love you Yay, too. I have a book. This week it's called The Seven Skins of Esther Wilding. From international best-selling author of The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart, Holly Ringland, comes a haunting and magical novel about joy, grief, courage and transformation. Now I'm just going to read you the very first kind of phrase of the story. Let's do it. On the afternoon that Esther Wilding drove homeward along the coast, a year after her sister had walked into the sea and disappeared, the light was painfully golden. Mm. Mm. So the last time... So the last time Esther Wilding's beloved older sister, Aura, was seen, she was walking along the shore towards the sea. In the wake of Aura's disappearance, Esther's family struggles to live with their loss, to seek the truth about her sister's death. Esther reluctantly travels from Lutra Witta in Tasmania to Copenhagen and then to the Faroe Islands following the trail of the stories Aura left Behind mm. Mm, seven fairy tales about Selkies, swans, and women, alongside cryptic verses, Aura wrote and had secretly tattooed on her body. Okay, now it's beautiful writing. Her first novel, The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart, was an award winning book, and you can tell because her writing
0: because the awards <laughs> that has.
1: She writes in this beautifully descriptive way and you kind of fall into her words. Mm. She has a real ability to capture a kind of feminine energy with her writing and it's so vivid in terms of her descriptions of emotions and characters and landscapes. She's got a real love of plants and gardening as well and that comes through in her work. Mm. Um, And in this one, when she finished writing The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart, she, because it's about a little nine year old girl called Alice overcoming trauma. Right. She got a massive tattoo down one arm. And this is the author, Holly Ringland. Yeah. And um, I interview her for Taunts. I this was going to say, isn't there a reason you're bringing this up, Claire? It is because. Is this cross promotional? It is because Holly's such a fascinating person. She's also starred or hosted a TV series called Back to Nature on the ABC, which is fascinating and goes into our connection to land, I guess. And they, they go to some beautiful locations around Australia looking at our First Nations history and everything in between. And it's such a gorgeous narrative to watch over yeah. the series. Also, you might be interested in this: the Lost Vows of Alice Hart is going to be a TV series starring none other than Sigourney Weaver. Oh, I love Sigourney Weaver. Me too. She was an alien in the aliens, the aliens the alien resurrection. I know, and she's so. F- Bloody awesome! She was, so she was in Ghostbusters. She was in Ghostbusters too. She was yeah. in
0: Ghostbusters 2016, and then right. she reprised the role in a post-credits cameo in Ghostbusters the the, the newest one. I finished? fucking hate Ghostbusters. Claire. All right,
1: I, can I keep talking? Yeah, now? Sorry. Oh yeah. my god! I detonated a bomb. Um, is it set in Australia?
0: Yes. So is Sigourney Weaver going to be all Australian in it, or is she just going to be like? I oh, don't
1: oh, know. So I'm I don't know right. how they're going to do that actually.
0: Do you think they could change the locale like they did for the movie High Fidelity compared to the book?
1: Anyway, so The Last Flowers of Alice Hart is her first novel. The reason I brought up the tattoo is because tattoos take on big significance throughout the book, um, The Seven Skins of Esther Wilding. Mm. And I think that's just a really interesting um, perspective where women are marking their bodies on their own terms and kind of taking control of their own um, skin which I think particularly if women who've experienced violence and um, male-perpetrated violence particularly, yeah, I think that's something interesting to explore and Holly talks a lot about that. She's also just an incredibly artistic person and the colours and the front cover of her books are amazing. Mm. And she, I just thought she's just the biggest deep-feeling human being and we just – I could have talked to her for three more hours. We both cried. It was just this, like, beautiful sharing of – sort of overcoming trauma but also the joy of being raised by women and our love of kind of gardening and connection to nature. I think as well in this conversation I just felt like I found a kindred spirit who understood the world the way that I see it Mm. and I think it was just really, really special. So I was really grateful for that conversation and it's going to be on taunts this week. I'll check it out. But also I'd really recommend – Going to get The Seven Skins of Esther Wilding. Particularly, as you know, I like to drop in some little ideas for Christmas prezzies and this I think would be a lovely book to get as a Christmas Can present. Can I get it for you? Or someone who loves reading. Can I get it for I've you? I've already got it. <sighs> but otherwise, do yes, another it gift good. now. God damn No, oh, I don't have The Lost Files of Alice Hart in hard copy, so, you know.
0: Well, I guess you could go to the shop now if it's still open. Is <laughs> yeah. it too late?
1: I have it on my Kindle though, so, you know. Anyway, this is a
0: great suggestion. This is terrible.
1: Let's move on. Well,
0: I was going to talk about the White Lotus, but you
1: want to you want to
0: watch a couple more episodes? Before- I really do. Yeah, I do. That's fine with me. I'm happy to save it for next.
2: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box, and if you break it down, it really comes out to two dollars a manicure, which
1: All right. Well, I have another little suggestion a for little another suggestion, Christmas present. Like
0: a tiny little rat.
1: I do. Would you like me just pop it in while you Tiny little you're thinking? Christmas rat. Okay. So um, for the Christmas wish list or just birthdays or anything, if you are based in Australia, there's a really gorgeous chocolate brand called Loco Love. Mm. And you happened to buy me some for an anniversary or my birthday or something. It is so delicious. They came delicious. with a flowers
0: bouquet. I got you flowers for a something.
1: Yes, you did. And, and they came alongside and I, it. And they
0: said, do you want some chocolate? And I went, yeah, I like chocolate.
1: Oh, And it's seriously it's my favourite chocolate. Not
0: too much chocolate.
1: So delicious. And it's sort of got health benefits to it. So I went and deep dived because the packaging Don't kid itself.
0: yourself. You're lying to yourself. No, I'm not at, at all. Benefits. No,
1: I'm not at all. no. <laughs> I'm actually not at all <laughs> kidding myself.
0: <laughs> You're doing, a, God, big You're doing a big job. chocolate is known
1: to actually have health benefits if it's made properly and in the right way. Anyway, it's still a treat but it's like a treat that's good for you. So it's founded by Emika Penklis, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. who, as she says on her site, has a storied past. She was a fashion designer, international model, naturopath, herbalist and nutritionist. Where do you think she resides, James?
0: I don't know where do you where, would you where do you think she resides?
1: Where would that sort of person reside? Where-a-bee. All <laughs> All right, fine. Byron Bay. Byron <laughs> Bay. Okay. Of course, she lives in Byron Bay. Yeah, as do all people who have that kind of description. Anyway. And money. Mm. emika has always loved chocolate and after spending a decade peddling healthy sweet treats from her home kitchen and dreaming of a world where healthy chocolate was the norm not the niche loco love was born now together with her husband jesse she creates love loco bars daily with a menu full of twists and turns from byron bay Mm. they are in constant pursuit of lovingly crafted seductive and flavorful chocolates that make you feel good when you eat them And together, Jessie and Emma can make the most delicious vegan soy and refined sugar-free chocolates, which they call artisanal chocolates with benefits. And I 100% agree with this. You can tell there's no refined sugar in them. They've got incredibly beautiful, delicious flavors. I'm just going to read out some of the flavors because they're so good. I had just got the twin packs, but they also come in gorgeous boxes too. So they have just the most delicious flavors. For example, Twin Salted Caramel Shortbread with Tasmanian Sea Salt, Twin Cosmic Coffee Cream with Cordyceps, what? Twin Zingy Gingerbread. I don't know what that means. What's what does any of this mean? Twin Zingy Gingerbread Caramel with Gold Dust, Springy,
0: Sprung, <laughs>
1: Dark Peppermint Cream with Matcha, car- Almond Caramel Crunch with Ashwag. Oh, this is Ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is so good for you. It's really good for you. It's very it? protective. Why don't you just eat
0: it outside of the um, chocolate. You could eat it. Wild orange off ganache with camu, camu.
1: <laughs> Coconut and ketchup with vanilla. Anyway, my favorite one is, and I'm gonna scroll down and tell you about it. It's so good. Twin black cherry and raspberry with shisandra. Whatever that herb is. Anyway, it's delicious. $10. They're beautiful packaging and I really recommend them and um, they just seem like cool people too. All right, that's local love.
0: But I found them. So in a way it's my recommendation. I guess I have a small recommendation I could do here at the end.
1: All right, here uh, goes.
0: It's the movie Strange World. I saw it advanced screening. I took our son to see the movie Strange World. You
1: did tell me about and that. And we went, mm. ooh, we went and saw
0: the movie Strange World. And I'll tell you this much, Claire, and I love coming at a movie from this kind of angle. Yes. It's fine.
1: Let's wrap it up, Claire. <laughs> Man, you're Maybe really I'll talk about it more today. another
0: week, but it's fine. It's He liked it. There's a lot of hoo-ha and ha- hullabaloo in certain areas. A hoo and hullabaloo. Because there is an openly gay character in it and whatever, and mm. Disney have come out and said, it's our first gay character, which they do for literally every movie. And it doesn't like – that part doesn't like distract or lessen or the, mm. the story, in or even I would say enhance it in any particular way. It's just a character that exists in the world, which I think is also a good way to do it. Just be like, this isn't this is a regular person.
1: I think that's a hundred percent it. Not putting them up on a pedestal or creating a character yeah. that is, and, and like, also you like, know,
0: I know people are like, how do you tell kids? How do I explain to my kids that a that a boy could like another like boy that? or they're trans people or whatever? Yeah, definitely. And the thing is like. Mm. They don't give a shit. If you tell a kid, hey, two women can get married, kids go, all right. They don't give a fuck. No. It's just totally it just normalized. normalized. And if you're fighting against it, you're just going to be hitting your head for the rest of your life until you die bitter and angry. So you're just going to have to let it go, I'm afraid. I don't think I'm talking to anybody in particular listening to this. Again, if you get this many levels deep and you're listening to this podcast, you're probably like, yeah, we know who cares, Jim. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up already. Anyway, it's fine. Got kids. Take them along. It's got a bit of a – there was a twist about what was going on. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. And environmentalism, et cetera, and so forth, you know. Good performances and such. Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. <laughs> My son was like during the the movie, he's like, which character do you like the most? And, whatever. and he picked like an action-adventure hero guy like the grandpa and he's got like a flamethrower and whatever and the, and the young kid who does like cool stuff and whatever. I'm like, I don't know, the Jake Gyllenhaal character who says he's 40 and he's boring and he's not very adventurous and he doesn't like anything. I'm like, probably that guy, I reckon. And he's like, nah, not him.
1: My <laughs> well, love, do you know my favourite thing our son does at the moment is he tries to connect with me. It's really sweet. He, and the way he, he does it.
0: That's sweet, is it? When you're like, no, thank you. He's <laughs> trying to connect with you and you're like, no. No,
1: and I do it. But it's just really because it, it takes a lot of me to like be like, okay, cool, I'll have this conversation. Because he cannot have a conversation about anything else. So he'll just turn to me. He'll be making a hot milk in the kitchen. He's like, ah, oh, so mum what's your favourite video game?
0: (laughs) And you'll say Zelda?
1: And I'll say Zelda. Ocarina of Time? That's all I have played. And And then he'll go. And then he tells me some, yeah, and then he tells me some things about it when he was playing it and I have to be like, cool, man. Yeah, awesome. Oh, that really happened, did it? Yeah, Yeah, it is a cool game, isn't it? I liked the bit where you get to ride a horse and then you, like, catch some food. Sure. Yeah, that's pretty hard. It's hard in the snow. And in my head I'm like monkey symbols clashing, but I love him so much. And he's like. He's reaching, come, out he's reaching out to you, He's common
0: grounding you. I know
1: he's yeah. doing it much better than
0: I am. That's true. He's a much better mum than you are. Yes. He <laughs>
1: anyway, he's a great kid. <laughs> All right, let's
0: move along. Uh, so again, yeah, if you want to take your kids or whatever, I would say also like if you're like, oh yeah, I'll check this out or whatever. You could just wait for Disney Plus, which is I think where it'll probably find its find its legs a bit more. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a smash big hit and whatever. But Who I don't. Knows? I think it'll be. Like, I think it'll do like okay-ish. Maybe I don't know.
1: Fair
2: enough.
0: Because mm. it's not a big IP. But then again, Lightyear came in earlier this year and that was a big IP and that, that wasn't very – I didn't like that movie very mm. much. And it also had Disney's uh, – funnily enough, Disney's first gay character in it. So you already
1: good. said that. No,
0: I know, but they said that then as well. It's so okay. thing that Disney do. <laughs> what do you mean
1: they say? Every, that?
0: every time they release a movie they're like, this is our first gay character, openly gay character, and, but, they've, and they've been doing that for like six years every so movie. Weird. They did in Beauty and the Beast, Josh Gad's character. And they're oh, like, yeah. he's gay. He's like, he's gay in this. I'm like, is he? <laughs> is he? Great. But he like does a little dance at one point and maybe oh. he's in love with Gaston. But it's like, come on, you can try harder than this. I think they're slowly like getting people used to it or whatever.
1: Oh, I see. They must it's also have, funny it's, when like
0: yeah. people are upset about Disney and they're like, when are Disney, what they, when are they doing here with, you know, gay people and whatever. And it's like, Disney's gay, man. Like, Disney's been gay for decades, you know, for years. There's, like, I mean, a lot of it is, like, subtext and whatever, but it's, like, it's also been embraced by the gay community for decades. You know what I mean? It's not a new thing. Anyways, I'm really excited to see their new gay character in the next movie. The first one, I think, actually. (laughs) Anyways, Claire.
1: Anyway, if you would like to write in with suggestible, you can to suggestiblepod at gmail.com. Wow, this is from Cody Henley.
0: Hello, Cody and Henley. Like, and James. I love your t shirts. I love a Henley. Henley. Oh, Henley. I don't like that then. No. Sorry. <laughs> I like him. Sorry, this Cody.
1: Cool. Anyway, I just wanted to write in to say I wrote a book. I love this. I found this less successful podcast through the Weekly Planet, but now this is what I look forward to every Thursday. I'm getting married next year to a wonderful woman with a three-year-old son and hearing you guys talk about parenting and the highs and lows of it makes me feel confident in what I'm doing to help raise this little guy. On top of that, I've also been inspired by you guys to follow my dream to become an author. (laughs) Over the last year, I wrote and illustrated my first children's book, The Good Sports. It's available now on Amazon, even in Australia. And I would love it if you could maybe give it a shout out. I'm very proud of it. And I think it teaches a great lesson and tells a story that could be fun for kids and adults. Okay. Even if you don't shout it out, I still love the pod. Thanks, Cody from the US of A. And he's attached some little pictures. And I think it looks pretty cute.
0: Oh, that's very cute. Oh, that's fun.
1: It's fun. That is fun. Characters. (laughs) They're good sports. And they're like little balls. They're balls. like. There's sunglasses and There's running away in from an a bomb. explosion?
0: They're walking sweet. away from an explosion, and two of them are looking cool. And one of them's like, "Ah."
1: Yeah, I think that looks fun. So, well done, Cody. Great job on making a thing. That's cool. Making man. a like thing this. is hard, and I think it's we should all be just doing it. Well, now at Amazon all the time. Awesome.
0: The good so sports check that out.
1: Definitely. All right.
0: Written and illustrated. I don't know if you mentioned that, but that's what that's true. Yeah, I know.
1: Super mm. impressive.
0: Uh, let me just say this, Claire. You can re- you can review the show, and you can do it in app. And Ooh. this is the best way to do it, Ooh. your app of choice. Oh, Whatever yeah. you're listening to this on, uh-huh. except for BigSandwich.co, which is yes. our private subscription service, there is not a review feature on that. You don't need to review. Do you know Why? Why? Because you're already – you're on the Big Sandwich and we appreciate you. That's the level oh my God. of commitment you need to make. We appreciate you.
1: Yeah. The people that subscribe to Big Sandwich and if you can't, that's totally fine. We get it. But we do. We totally get it. But we do have to say you guys keep us all afloat and we think you I'll are. I'll pay to a bunch of people legends. and everything, etc. Anyways, this is from
0: Moiki Boyki who says – Unendering, unending fire hose of great suggestions. And this is a five star review, if you can believe it. Wowza. If it's anything less than five star, you better believe I'm not reading it out. Uh, so, hey, Claire and James from Ohio. I'm a musician and new dad, woo, uh, who came to this pod via my nephew. Wow, really? Who knows? We're, we're, we're with the youth. That's good to know. I'm loving who it. Who knows? Uh, who knows that I watch Mr. Sunny Movies YouTube and listens to the Australian nerds say things about pop culture that I agree with slash thought already. Somehow I've gotten my wife into it also. That's a very rare uh, situation. That is a very rare Often situation.
1: Like, Not even your I wife. I tried
0: to get my wife to listen and now she hates me. So anyhow, <laughs> now I have now I listen with my daughter but she barely understands English yet. Thank you for the suggestions. Good Lord, I'll never be able to keep up with my library card, Max. With uh, I'll Never be able to keep up. Library card is maxed out. That's from Michael.
1: Thank you, Michael. Mm. Thank you for listening. Oh, my goodness. So cool. Mm. All right. Well, that's it from us this week. That's right. Next week I will tell you how the video clip went.
0: Please do. Goodness. And you'll be like, like, I hate it. You will hate it because that's what happens.
1: Yeah, I will hate it. But then you'll you'll be
0: all right. You'll be like, maybe there's something in this. God,
1: I'm really terrified about it. Do you know what I'm terrified and I'm finding hard about Mm -hmm. it is I sort of just want to be myself in it. But sometimes myself is like a Sesame Street character Mm. and sometimes the joy that I feel when I'm making a thing is so huge that it like explodes out of me and that's like very adorable but I feel like maybe because I'm very adorable as a person but maybe on camera it might be a bit too out there, you know? And so but I also don't want to like not be myself. And I tried performing it not being myself and being like totally in character. And my singing teacher was like, You're not even moving your
0: body. Oh, you're all. boring. We hate you.
1: Yeah. So I just don't know where to sit with it. Hmm. Is my problem. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So that's what I'm nervous about.
0: I'm not nervous at all. Because I don't <laughs> have to do anything.
1: Yeah, you don't well you just have to like Make the kids Let's make,
0: make their dinner. Damn kids, yeah.
1: it's a lot actually. It's probably easier to go to make a video clip than it is today.
0: I would on. rather, I would rather do the kids thing.
1: Yeah, to be you're honest. really good at it actually. So are you? Yeah, you're much more consistent. No, it's very impressive actually. What I'm I parents. value
0: my time more, so I'm like, get going, get going, and also I can pick them up easier and move them. So they're <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. So I'm just like one hand, I pick them up, and it'll be like, well, now you're over here, so now you are doing it. I can only do that for a few more
1: years though. Hey, it's true. Mm. It doesn't work forever. It's true. All right. That's it from us this week. Thank you so much for being to Jessup Podcast. Thank you, as always, to Royal Collins for editing this week's episode. Thank you to Maisie for doing our socials. Whoa, thank you, thank Maisie. You thank you for um, voting for the Weekly Planet if you did. And we will talk we'll to Do you some more crunches,
0: tomorrow. Claire, because I'm getting abs for summer because summer bodies are made in winter. Cool. And it's summer in eight days or seven days or whatever
1: it is. Doesn't feel like it. Yeah. You're going to show your abs underneath your woolly jumper? Yep. <laughs> like, Look at I appreciate you, and I appreciate those abs that you're working on. Yeah. All right.
0: Thanks,
1: Good everyone.
2: Job. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.